Hello my friends, this is Christopher Alam again at home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania and we shall continue today with the, our teaching on healing. And by the way, I want to mention to you that this morning uh, I did a holy um, a seminar on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, it, I, I did it for New Life Church uh, Assembly of God in uh, Leminster in Massachusetts and uh, it is on YouTube. And I have posted it on my Facebook page and um, I believe you're really going to enjoy it if you can watch it. It's a comprehensive detailed teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the operation of the gifts and how that works. So uh, anyway, if you have the time, you, you, you could watch it and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's a long teaching. It's one hour and I think uh, 15 minutes or something like that. But uh, Anyway, um, I want to start by telling you a story a couple of years ago, actually more than that, just a few years ago in Zimbabwe, we did a crusade in the southern part of the country. And uh, on the last night, I remember there was this little girl, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 years old. She had been paralyzed since birth and, uh, and Jesus touched her and she got up and walked. And uh, I mean, her mother couldn't speak. She was so overcome. The mother stood in the corner and wept. And Janie, uh, Janie Mukomba, who's, who was on my team, did children's ministry. She now has a powerful children's ministry. She lives in Zambia with her husband, Evans. So anyway, I, I'll never forget the scene, how Janie held the little girl's hand and, and walked with her across the platform. And this little girl walked for the first time in her life. Um, and I remember the next evening, Monday evening, I was on a Swiss Airlines flight, flying to Zurich from Johannesburg to Zurich on a Swiss Airlines flight. And I remember I was so, um, I was trying to unwind. I was so, you know, excited about the crusade that we had just finished. And, and I was uh, sitting on the plane and I was thinking of this little girl who was born paralyzed and had walked. And I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, how can someone like that who's born paralyzed uh, can just get up and walk? I mean, even doctors have no cure for uh, such children. And how can this be? So I was kind of playing this around in my mind. You know, how does this thing actually work that Jesus heals the sick? And then after a lot of thinking, uh, this is what I got. And I thought, here is a man like me and with my unworthy lips I spoke the word of God and I spoke the worthy name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and there is such power in that name that that name the mention of that name made that little girl to get up and walk that's the only next only explanation I came up with but just the thought that here I am, an ordinary human being, and uh, how wonderful this salvation is that me, who used to curse with these same lips, who said, uh, who used to lie and say, I mean, say so many wrong things, so many evil words had come out of these lips. But since Jesus Christ saved me, these same lips that used to be so unworthy can today speak that worthiest of all names, the name that is above every name at the mention of which every knee has to bow of things in heaven and earth and things under the earth. And every tongue has to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That a man like me, 
who was unworthy with these unworthy lips i have the privilege of speaking that worthy name in such a manner that the uh, that a child in africa born totally paralyzed can get up and walk and it tells us about the majesty the glory of that name of jesus and it also tells us about the grace of god the overwhelming grace of god and the power of this wonderful salvation that he gives to us that even a man like me with these unworthy lips can speak that worthy name and god can do miracles god wants to use you and me my brothers and sisters hallelujah what a wonderful hope we have in jesus anyway so today we you know we have been talking about healing yesterday we talked about the causes of sickness etc and all that but today i want to i want to uh, talk about healing in the old testament healing is firmly anchored in the old testament i'm going to show you some scriptures i'm going to read to you the first one i want to read to you is psalm 103 verses 1 to 3 it says bless the lord o my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord o my soul and forget not all of his benefits who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases so even in the old testament we see that that god he forgives all of our sins he says he forgives all of your iniquities not one sin is left unforgiven he forgives all your sins and he heals all of your diseases every kind of disease no matter what it is god heals that disease in the old testament and this is the old testament before we get to the new testament he forgives all your sin and sins and heals all your diseases then i want to read to you exodus 15:26 now exodus 15:26 is interesting is very significant in the way that it tells us that the people of israel had a healing covenant with god and you know a covenant is a uh, uh, is um is something that uh, stands forever and israel and god had a covenant and uh, in in that covenant god revealed himself with a covenant name and that was yahweh english it's jehovah but it's yahweh and god revealed himself as yahweh and through his covenant names like yahweh sidkenu i am the lord your righteousness um yahweh Uh, Rafa was one of them and that is I am the Lord your healer and this is where it comes from Exodus 15:26 it says here saying if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do what is right in his sight and he will, and will listen to and obey his commandments and keep all his statutes I will put none of the diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that heals you or in other words what it actually says i am the lord your physician so god promised to be israel's family physician if i may use that term uh, i am the lord that healed the i am the lord your physician so god said to israel that if you will follow me and obey my word and you will keep my word i will not let any of these diseases come upon you because i am the lord your physician I am the Lord your healer. So this this was God's healing covenant with the people of Israel. So healing was something very strongly anchored in the old covenant. And then uh, we have another scripture, Exodus 23 verse 25. 
you shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and water and I will take sickness from your midst. Uh, that's powerful. God says if you serve the Lord, he will bless your bread. He will bless your water. In other words, he will bless your food and your drink. And he says, I will take sickness from you, from, from your midst. So God is saying that if you serve me, if you obey me, I am going to bless your food. I'm going to bless your drink. And I'm going to remove every sickness from your midst. What a wonderful promise. What a wonderful promise that God gives that if you just serve me, I am going to bless your food. I'm going to bless your water and I'm going to take every, every, every sickness away from your midst. Hallelujah. And if that, that was in the old covenant where God had a healing covenant with the people of Israel and God said, I'll bless, bless your food and your water and I will take sickness away from you. How much more isn't it so in the New Testament? That in the new covenant, which is based on far greater promises, which is a greater covenant than the old covenant, we also have even greater promises. The Bible says we have greater promises. And what could be greater than this when God says, I will bless your food and your water and take sickness away from you. So you can imagine this wonderful healing covenant. We as believers who come to God through Jesus Christ, this wonderful healing covenant we have with God and how God will bless our food and water and take every sickness away from us. And then, uh, now I'm going to give you examples of healing in the Old Testament. It's interesting. There's many stories of healing in the Old Testament. The first one uh, I'm going to read to, uh, is in Exodus 12. Um, uh, one is that, you know, this is when the Israelites ate the Passover lamb. Remember when they were going to leave Egypt and God told them what to do and they, they, they sacrificed the Passover lamb and they ate the Passover lamb. And so what was the result of, the, of their eating the Passover lamb? Because they took the blood of the lamb and put it upon the doorposts and the lintels. And uh, because of the blood, the angel of death did not touch that, that household. Every household that had the blood on it, the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and the lintels, the angel of God passed over them. That's why it's called the Passover. The angel, uh, I'm sorry, the angel of death, not the angel of God, the angel of death passed over every house where the Israelites lived and where they had applied the blood on the doorpost. But what was the result of their eating the flesh of the Passover lamb? It says, Psalm 105 verse 37, he brought Israel forth also with silver and gold and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Actually, the word feeble means sick or physically weak. You know, uh, we, we watch the movie, The Ten Commandments and we see Moses, <coughs> I'm sorry, we see Moses leading the people out of Egypt and they were old people who were crippled, couldn't walk, some were being carried on stretchers and all that, but that's not biblical. The Bible says there was not one single sick or weak person among their tribes. The power of the Passover lamb, when they ate the Passover lamb, here's an entire nation that was healed when they ate the Passover lamb. And uh, I mean, that's the power in the Passover. And what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, Purge, clean out the old leaven that you may be fresh new dough, still uncontaminated for Christ our Passover lamb 
has been sacrificed. Now, all leaven is all religion. So it tells us we have to cleanse, clean out the old religious stuff, clean out the old religious stuff because Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb and he has been sacrificed for us. And that is why when we take communion, when we when we take the wine, which is which we is the blood of Jesus, there is forgiveness through that blood. And when we eat the, you know, when we eat the bread, which is the body of Jesus, there is healing for us. So when the Israelites ate the Passover lamb, there was not one single feeble or weak person in their tribes. They were all healed. I dare say this. They were all healed because that's what the Bible says. They were all healed and surely there is healing for us when we take communion, when we take the bread in the communion. So now uh, there's many examples of healing in the Old Testament. Uh, the one I'm going to read, the first one I'm going to read to you, but I'm, I'm going to give you three or four because there's just too many. Uh, but the first one is 1 Kings uh, 13 verses 4 and verse 6. And that is, this is interesting because this is when King Jeroboam, King Jeroboam was one of the kings of Israel. He threatened violence against a man of God. A prophet of God came to Jeroboam and prophesied to him and Jeroboam got mad and look what happened. He says, and it came to pass when King Jeroboam, Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried out against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar saying, told his guards, lay hold of him, get a hold of him. And his hand, which he put forth against him, against the man of God, it dried up, it withered away so that he couldn't pull it again to him. And the king answered and said unto the man of God, entreat now the face of the Lord thy God and pray for me that a hand may be, that my hand may be restored me again. And the man of God besought, besought the Lord and the king's hand was restored to him again and became as it was before. So the prophet came and prophesied and King Jeroboam didn't he want to hear the prophecy. He got angry and uh, he, he threatened the man of God, put his hand out against the man of God and he told the guards, get a hold of him. And as soon as he did that, his hand was paralyzed. And then when the king realized what happened, he began to beg the man of God. He says, man of God, I'm so sorry. Please pray for me. And the man of God, the prophet of God prayed for him and his hand was restored back to him. So that's one example of a miracle in the Old Testament. The cause of it was was uh, the threat, threatening violence against a man of God. And the remedy was the prayer of the man of God. And the result was a healing. Now, the second miracle I want to read about. This is interesting. This is Aaron and Miriam when they criticized Moses. Now Aaron was a brother of Moses and Miriam was his sister. When they remember Aaron was the one who used to, who was Moses spokesman because Moses had a bad stutter. So when he spoke, he, he wasn't very, a very eloquent speaker. Aaron stood next to him and spoke. And Miriam was the one who led the dancing with the tambourines when they crossed the, uh, the Red Sea. If you remember, that was his sister. But now here's the tambourine dancing sister and the spokesman. They criticized Moses and look what happened. It says, and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle and behold, Mo, uh, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us wherein we have done foolishly and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead. 
of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. So Aaron and Moses, who were the brother and sister of Moses, uh, Aaron and Miriam, who were the siblings of Moses, criticized Moses. Well, actually, they, they, they said, they said, who does he think he is? God can speak to us also. We are like him. And, and because of that, because they were critical against Moses, they were stricken with leprosy. And the good thing was they repented. Aaron repented. He cried out for forgiveness and God heard Moses. Moses, he cried to the Lord and asked them, Lord, heal her. And God healed her. So that's uh, the third example I'll give is 1 Kings 17, 70 to 22, uh, 17 to 22, when Elijah <clears throat> raised a widow's son from the dead. It says, and it came to, came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house fell sick and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, what have I to do with thee, O man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, give me thy son. And he took her out of her bosom and cried, carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came unto him and he revived. Now, this is a very interesting story because if you look back at the story, it was this widow had actually uh, uh, taken care of Elijah's needs in a time of hunger and famine. And God had supernaturally uh, blessed her and given her this son. And now this son, who was a blessing from God, had died. And so she now comes to Elijah uh, with the dead body of her son. And she pleads with Elijah and Elijah prays and God raises this child up from the dead. So this is uh, another wonderful story. So we have seen uh, stories of dead people raised up and sick people being healed. And, you know, there are other stories like Naaman, who was a, who was a leper, who came to the prophet and how God healed him. We read of, uh, of Hezekiah the king, uh, how he was stricken and how he would die. And he turned to the wall and repented and prayed and God healed him, raised him up from his deathbed and, and you know, and gave him back his health. I mean, there are many, many stories like this uh, about God healing the sick in the Old Testament. But I want to read to you from Numbers 21 verse 9. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it on a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. So what had happened was that the children of Israel were out in the wilderness and they had backslidden and they had sinned. And uh, the curse came upon them because whenever they turned against God, curses would come upon them. They came, the curse was came upon them, but this time, uh, the curse came in an unusual way. Uh, thousands of snakes came out of the desert and began to bite the people and people were dying. And they ran to Moses and they said, Moses, please do something. And Moses cried unto the Lord and the Lord said to Moses, Moses, take some copper and make a serpent of copper and raise the serpent up on a pole. And, uh, 
and whoever looks at the serpent on a pole, uh, you know, he will be healed and uh, his sins shall be forgiven, the curse will be broken, and he, uh, and he um, shall not die, but he shall live. And so Moses did that, took some copper and made a serpent of, made a serpent of copper, raised it up. And the Bible says everybody who looked at the copper serpent uh, was healed. So that was a powerful, powerful miracle. And Jesus spoke, referred to that miracle of the copper serpent in the wilderness when he spoke to Nicodemus. And he says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man shall be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So, and we know that just like Moses nailed that copper serpent on, on, um, to the pole in the wilderness, in the same way Jesus Christ was uh, nailed to that cross. And just like people looked at that copper serpent that Moses lifted up and people's people's sins were forgiven, the curses were broken and they were healed. In the same way, when we look at the crucified Jesus, sins are forgiven. Uh, people are delivered from every curse upon their lives and their diseases are healed. Hallelujah. So Jesus uh, pointed to that Old Testament uh, event of that copper serpent in the wilderness. And he says, in the same way, I shall be lifted up. And praise God. So Jesus Christ he is our copper serpent. Moses had that copper serpent and Jesus Christ is like for us. He was nailed to that cross. And through him, when we put our faith in him, there is forgiveness of sin. That's where curses are broken. That's where diseases are healed and we are set free. Hallelujah. I'll share more about this tomorrow, but I must end right here. But let us have a word of prayer. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are watching this. I speak a blessing upon their homes in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. Let your blessings abound in every home. Lord, I cover every home with your precious blood. Every family I cover with your precious blood. Protect them from every sickness and disease and every work of Satan. I speak life and health unto them in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. And if you have any feedback, please do write to me on my Facebook page as a personal message or as a comment. Please do that. It will, it will be great to hear from you. And also watch that other video which I posted, uh, which is a, you know, a, a, a teaching on the gifts, in-depth teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, uh, and, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. God bless you.